0: Hey friends, welcome to episode five of Something Borrowed with me, Harry Baker. It is a weekly podcast slash gig slash live performance slash cultural movement. Uh, I get a different guest each time to share with me something old, something new, something borrowed, something blue. And this week's guest is the fantastic poet Setara Ebrahimi, who I've been lucky enough to share a stage with in the real world back when that was a common thing to do. She messaged me saying she had a poem about something blue and it is absolutely stunning. Look forward to that at the end. Because of a technical difficulty the way we recorded this on Instagram, she wasn't able to join until the second half, which meant effectively I performed all of my poems then got to sit back, relax, and just enjoy hers however I have cut it up into the format we all know and love for the podcast especially you wouldn't even be able to tell but I just thought I'd keep it real with you because of that there's also no grace interval sadly but I do pop up halfway through look forward to that and I will check in with you at the end hope you enjoy it lots of love bye my something old this week is a poem about falafel because in the first week of lockdown in the UK I received a birthday present in the post which was a falafel maker and so this week I got around to actually making falafel in my own home it's a beautiful thing I've got a poem about falafel I didn't know it would feel relevant in this time but the the exciting part about this is it's a poem that requires audience participation which is difficult in a time of isolation but luckily i live with one other person who might help me out during this but at home i'm going to give you a chance to join in so please do this poem is about falafel i lived in germany for a year and the german word for falafel is falafel but the german word for spoon is löffel. so if you had a specific spoon in germany that you only use to eat your falafel then that would be called a falafel so there'll be a chance to join in. Hopefully some of you might know already. If you don't, I will teach you. The poem goes like this. It starts off in German. I'll translate that as I go. Phil is full. Die Nacht ist gut verlaufen. Phil sieht ein Geschäft und er fragt verkaufen. Which means Phil is full. The night has gone well. Phil sees a shop and he asks what they sell. Falafelöffel. Falafel, Falafel which means falafel spoons, for spoonfuls of falafel. Was falafelafel? Falafel, falafel, falafel. Be falafel falafel falafel. Falafel, 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 falafel. Now, Phil doesn't speak German, so he's left a little there There is this fella, Phil. And Phil loved falafel. In a falafel raffle, he would snaffle all the tickets. He always answers in affirmative to offers of falafel, even if he saw falafel, if he didn't. And for us, it might feel effortless to live a life falafel but Phil effervesces as he gets his falafel fixed. So if Phil was ever to be offered luffle of falafel, he said yes to spite of knowing what the effelafel is. For Phil, a life of love and laughter, will have a falafel after. So it's just to spite of knowing what the effelafel is if a falafel, 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 fill, awful so it's just as bad at knowing what the effaluffle is. A fluffy falafel is often iffy, if he's honest. So it's just as bad at knowing what the effaluffle is. A half a the fluffy falafel is a very really leafy. Even as Leafy Hill a mess for his kids saying, just, just by knowing what the effaluffle is. Or it's just as bad at knowing what the effaluffle is. So when I say, "Wie feel falafel is zufil feel falafel. Of course, means how much falafel is too much falafel. Could you reply in your own homes in your best German accents? "Viel falafel, ist zu viel falafel," which translates as four spoonfuls of falafel is too much falafel. It's my own personal research for you to share. Uh, so we're going to do it in in the Ray households. Grace is going to join me for this. When I say, "Wie viel falafel ist zu viel falafel." Feel if it left him on his deathbed with a message for his kids saying Yes despite not knowing what the is always just despite not knowing what the fill for good for for you've got to make an effort when you travel thank you very much round of applause for grace for joining in um wonderful it is my favorite part of the show where i get to invite our guest Hello! Hey! Would you be up for starting off with something old? This
1: is something old. It's um, probably the thing I've written that I'm most happy with um, ever, so it's like kind of hard to beat. Don't know if you have something like that. It's called Through the Fish Tank. In the city of sin I flit, weightless as trash, worthless and in love. It started with the drug. My brother in a tassel two-piece offered me what was on his tongue, like a mother feeding her young, and the rest was fireworks, red lips, ochre skin. I was the knight out of my elvis lapels, among gold teeth, Latin beats. She was an angel in white. Later her wings were lost, or I cast them off. I followed the fish till they led me to their queen as if she were a mermaid, and now suppose she said, you saw me drowned, dead. We were happiest in water and left we were air, like the morning after consummation when the bed was a cloud. The sky a sheet I kept inflating for you, your face the sun on the horizon. We couldn't stay in love any more than we could air or water. We were flesh, and had we been of the corrupted kind, we would have lived long, poisonous lives like our parents, our infections keeping us alive. I smoke in the desert trailer, glad to have known truth beside open Hawaiian shirts, snakeskin steel cap boots, guns with icons on, not to see you lie cold amongst neon crucifixes. Yes, I lied, imitated the state in which my brother lies. But our ancestors came from the sea next to which my brother cursed me and in my arms died
0: hmm. thank you so much that's <laughs> stunning just to give you a breather before making you do another poem um you have a book with bad betty press
1: yeah i do it's called um in my arms it's a little pamphlet so i'm glad we did that
0: Yes, I know Jake and Amy who, who run it. I've got a lot of love for them. And at the moment, the service Jake is providing is he's doing a World Cup of Pokemon. So that gets me through my days. He's got 256 Pokemon that you can vote for on Twitter. So even if you have no interest in poetry, I recommend following Jake for that alone. No, that's brilliant. Wonderful. In which case, we've done something old. I'm going to go for something new. I've been doing Remo which is National Poetry Writing Month, where you try and write something every day. And I think of all years, this April feels like one where that's possible. But I think because a lot of my poems are quite long, I find it quite difficult to write short things. However, my way around it has been by writing sections of a poem each day, then every few days I feel like I have a poem I'm happy with. So the one I'd like to do, I performed for the first time as part of something new a couple of weeks ago, but I think... It wasn't quite finished. And there's a quote that a poem is never finished, only abandoned. And I think I've I've come back to this one and it feels happy for now. We'll see how long it lasts. And it was inspired by wanting to be able to, to hug people that I love and that obviously not being possible right now. And I shared it yesterday as a video and I've got some lovely responses. So I wanted to share version 2.0 of this. So it's still new, but this is just called When This Is Over. When this is over... I will hold you closer than you've ever known. When you see me, you can squeeze me till you feel my very bones. How I long to let you know that I won't want to let you go. There will be so much left to say, yet still some things are better shown. I will wrap my arms around you for the seconds we have lost. Our words will find a way to wait as we locate the weight of us. Though we are changed, we'll find a sense of same about the way we touch. Though it is strange, we'll embrace how long it takes us to adjust. The world of everything we knew is somewhere we cannot return. The world of everything that's new is one we'll build from what we've learnt. We'd never dream ashes could rise again until we'd seen them burn. And the next time I'm stood in front of you, will feel like it's been earned. When our genetics show that everything within us remains connected beyond anything we've witnessed. We can admit the codependence of existence. Human beings were not meant to be kept distant. For all those overwhelming moments where I felt like giving up, there was no point where I was worried we'd forgotten how to love. And when the future's all we've got, well then that's got to be enough. All that I know is when I'm low that I have wanted to be hugged. And if you'd rather have a handshake, that is absolutely fine. Even a wave for me is saying, I am glad that you're alive whichever form it takes, when this has passed and we've started again, will no longer take for granted any chances to connect. Thank you very much. Um, And I I guess for me at the moment, this is a chance to connect that I'm trying to not take for granted. So thank you. Would you be up for sharing something new?
1: Yeah, absolutely. This is a new poem that I wrote after reading Penny Tiger Lily Lane's latest collection. Hmm. Um, I felt I was writing things that I wasn't really happy with and then this was the first thing you know when you sit down and you write something it comes out in one go this was like that this poem is called Darlings I don't really care about whatever you're trying to talk to me about the cold stars, my broken body Christmas is over now the fixed point opens up like a wound so much of this new life is maintenance gardening, watering the plants a watcher, a child's cry till 2am each night her smiles as bread and water. Dreaming of the secret places on a woman's body, their taste, whether she would tell. She sends all her lovers to the madhouse. Women who are goddesses are wonderful for everything but real life together. I could not survive in poverty with only ideas to eat for much longer. She tells me she is child-scarred like me. Of course, it's no matter. Perhaps it's normal to retreat into fantasies after that initial rush, taking their sustenance in drops like soft, sleepy earth from roots. Your alabaster body spread out, echoes of the doctor's slab. You're still beautiful, and it's okay, darlings.
0: Mm. Thank you very much.
1: okay. okay. <laughs> I've,
0: yeah, I've been doing, well, I've been trying to write something every day for, for Poetry Writing Month. And some days it feels like I'm going through the motions and it may never become something. And then some days I write something and I think, oh, a, a day's not enough to sit with this and so you want to kind of hold it close and I think there's such a balance between showing your work and sharing it with people and also keeping it until it's ready yeah but thank you for sharing that that was absolutely stunning I'm gonna look up my borrowed poem my father-in-law martin rose watching he is a poet and he has a book turned podcast called lifelines which i did some poems for as part of this month's lent and the poem that was shared on easter day is one of my favorites and it's by a poet philosopher theologian prophet cartoonist called lunic who is australian and who is brilliant and There's something about the sink-sickness of of what he writes that I I love. And this poem is called The Joy of Missing Out, which is something I used to crave and, and used to wish I was better at, based on the idea of FOMO being the fear of missing out. And I think at the moment, there's almost a weird sense that we're all missing out, and therefore none of us are. But I think this is a lovely flip on it. And it goes like this. Oh, the joy of missing out. When the world begins to shout and rush towards that shining thing, that latest bit of mental bling, trying to have it, see it, do it, you simply know you won't go through it, the anxious clamouring and need, this restless hungry thing to feed. Instead you feel the loveliness, the pleasure of your emptiness, you spurn the treasure on the shelf in favour of your peaceful self, without regret, without a doubt, oh the joy of missing out. There we go, fantastic. Have you got something borrowed? This is my favorite part because I like to see what other people read.
1: Absolutely, it's hard to pick though, isn't it? Because you end up picking up so many writers that you love, writers that you know and writers that you pick up the library or something, so.
0: Yeah, I realized that doing this every week is hard for some parts, like coming up with a different poem on the theme of blue, doing something borrowed every week is so great because it makes me pay attention throughout the week to things that I've liked that I want to share with other people so I feel like that's yeah that's a nice side effect of it
1: yeah and also the Mary Oliver that you shared was absolutely stunning
0: yeah I could happily pick a poem of hers every week I think
1: so this kind of fits into the something blue section quite well and it is the collection that inspired the last poem and it's by Tiger Lily and it's called Teal. If it's okay, I think it'll literally last 15 seconds, so I might read two 15-second poems, if that's yes. all right.
0: <laughs> please do. That would be lovely.
1: Teal. How many meadows can one be expected to see before they can no longer rip themselves away? Back to cities and towns all covered in post-pre-brasic grey and smoke and soot. I'm sorry. I can't come today. I'm afraid I've been caught on a sunbeam. My ankle has been snagged by some nymph with her wicked ivy lasso. She says I shouldn't leave home, that it's time for me to stay. I'd be happy to live in a hollowed out tree, covered in cobwebs and a thousand ladybirds. They look hand-painted here, sort of art deco. How glorious. Hmm.
0: Hey team, Harry here. Don't mind me. hope you're enjoying the podcast so far. Just to say the title of this next poem got lost in the original recording. Uh, This is also by Penny Tiger Lily Lane. The first poem was Teal, and I'm going to drop it back in at the start of this one, which is entitled Cobalt.
1: I've tasted regret. It's a strange mix of stale cigarettes, last night's whiskey sour. It entwines with your name so sweetly, though. I hardly believe in fate, but it's like it was meant to be. I saw my own toxicity too late. I appreciate now how taxing it would be to have a young, drunk me in love with you. I don't say this for pity. Honestly, I don't know how we manage it for so long. You know, in my head, we live in something like a Leonard Cohen song, or possibly Joni Mitchell. A gorgeous shade of blue, a smoky bar, a drawn silence.
0: Thank you so much. Penny was the first poet that I met when I moved to Margate.
1: She's just like her own thing.
0: Yeah, and there was a sense of like, oh, okay, I'm in a new place, but poetry exists here, and there's a community here, and I've loved getting to know other local poets, and this feeling like home as well.
1: I, I find whenever you travel, if you're a poet, it's like you just you you tap into the poetry. You're like new place, right? Where's the poetry? Let me let me get that. <laughs>
0: Definitely, and I think it's such a shortcut for that sense of connection and I think because there's a natural tendency for poets to be vulnerable or to look out for that I feel like I have done these events halfway around the world where I've not known anyone and by the end of an open mic night you feel like you know each other or there's at least a sense of you I remember that during fresh week of university I was trying really hard to make friends through like small talk and fancy dress parties. And then at weekends, I was doing gigs and feeling like i connect to strangers and wishing that it was that easy for me with other 19-year-olds. But I've got there. I've got friends, both poets and otherwise now. So it paid off. Something blue. So it was Seth's birthday yesterday and last week I did some birthday poems that I'd written for people as commissions. It felt like a small thing I could do because I think... There's a whole new phenomenon of people who are having birthdays and unable to celebrate as they would wish. And for some people, a Harry Baker poem is a valuable birthday gift for others it may not be. But I was reminded of this. This was my broader birthday poem that I wrote for my new show, I Am 10,000, which was essentially a way of coming up with a new birthday, being 10,000 days old. And I was going to be touring it at the moment. I'm not. But this is the birthday poem that came out of it that normally i read off the back of a card which i still have which you can get shameless plug the poem is a birthday poem and it's sort of a mathematical take on that and the card is blue which is why this is something blue a birthday poem there are roughly 7.7 billion people in the world and each one had a day that they came to be that's roughly 7.7 billion and one birthdays if you count two for the queen and of these 7.7 billion on occasions, there's only so many moments where they can take place. Over the course of the year, if we spread out the celebrations, we're talking 21 million birthdays a day. That is 900,000 BPH births per hour. 15,000 born every minute sounds like a very different show. We get four one thousandths of a second for our own private party. Or share a day with 21 million others that we may or may not know. But this is where we come to you. Of all the 21 million people in the world that were born today, that I have met. You are the best one yet. You are the best one yet. Thank you very much. Would you like to share something blue? I know you've got something on the theme of blue, so I I won't say too much, but I will let you do that.
1: Yeah, this is actually what made me think, oh, I'll ask Harry if it'll be okay to come on, because I've got a blue poem. This poem's called I Love You in Blue, and it's about my daughter. In so much as inanimate objects can become symbols, everything you've owned is a sign. It's embalmed wholly. It may not be touched lightly out of reverence. I have no use for these things, these bagfuls, the yellow spotted vest that reads I love you in blue, that I took a picture of you in at three months with your I am three months card. I am drowning in this stuff. You need space to grow more than I need memories. Perhaps it's comforting that the young man at the door is scruffy. I can signal virtue. Anyone would be preferable to the place where our evidence outlives us. But even if through ironic twist there was a banker at the door, to take what little I have to spare, as I hold you facing me and kiss your chin and we share air, you look so in love, sated, have not yet learnt to hide, and I am in full alignment with present stars. Mm,
0: Thank you so much. What What a poem to finish on um thank you for for being here for sharing these um i love doing this look after yourselves thank you again set and have a nice week thank you so much Uh, I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did if you want to find more of Set's work you can look up Setara Ebrahimi I will post links to both her Instagram and her book in the description of the podcast I'll also post a link to Jake's Pokemon Twitter World Cup because these are the things we need in these times sometimes at the end of each show I get the guest to do something else because of the the difficulty with getting set on initially it meant that at the start I did a couple of poems so I have salvage one to move to the end. So I will sign off for now and leave you with this. Uh if you want to donate to, to future guests, please do click the link through to the coffee page. Otherwise tell your friends about the podcast, subscribe, everything like that. I don't put adverts on here partly because I don't know how to, partly because I'm not sure who would buy a mattress just because I told them to. But if you can donate and want to, that's amazing. If you can't, don't worry about it at all. I enjoy doing this. I hope you do too. I will leave you with this. I will see you next week when I've got the fantastic Chris Reed. don't know if you've heard of him. Stay safe. Look after yourselves. Be nice. Bye. Another poem that is something old that I have developed a new love for is because I have been doing some zoom school performances and i think performing to a school is always a different experience but especially when every single child on screen is on mute so you can't get any kind of reaction and yet for me for some reason my go-to is still the poem that requires the most reaction in that and my favorite was today whilst there was no vocal response the chat function was open and this poem is called dinosaur love and it's got lots of dinosaurs in it. And just in the chat was lots of eight-year-olds typing out dinosaur emojis, which I think is the way society is heading. But I love doing this poem, and it turns out I don't need anyone to do it. I just enjoy doing it in my own home. So this poem is called Dinosaur Love. I hope you enjoy it. It goes like this. I want to say I love you, but it seems it's not enough because when people say I love you it can mean a lot of stuff like I'll always have your back or I'm glad I'm not alone or to be honest I'd say anything so you'll hang up the phone because I'm kind of in the middle of something right now and these Doctor Who box sets ain't gonna watch themselves I want to say I love you but it seems it's not enough because when people say I love you it can mean a lot of stuff and what I'm really trying to say is. I want to love you like a T-Rex with a tiny brain but a massive heart. And If I was a T-Rex, I could hold you in those T-Rex arms and beat you from harm because that's dinosaur love. It's the way that you send spines down my spine like a stegosaurus or her just like dinosaurs. No one cares what came before us because I got that love so big. It cannot be ignored like if you were the dinosaur. Everything else seems secondary. Dinosaurs are not mythical creatures. They are legendary plus. They're just really cool. I mean, the thing with dinosaurs is dinosaurs are kind of awesome. Know, they actually existed. just my love is real. I ain't talking blindly walking strings attached like Theseus. That's... Minotaur love when this is dinosaur love, this ain't no damsel in distress, trap princess, dragon slaying quest cause one, dragons never happens, two, most women don't need rescuing. Oh feminist dinosaurs. This is less prancing unicorns more, two ton triceratops or terrifying pterodactyls, terror terror ter- from above, it's dinosaur love. Molten rock and meteoric chops you are got a love so old school it's prehistoric. So if you're into Spielberg or Hip-hop with a classic vibe. Then we could watch Jurassic Park or listen to Jurassic 5. And if you like a bone, then I know a place where we could see. I'm I'm a lifetime member of the Natural History Museum. I want to say I love you, but that might be awkward. So instead, I'm happy to let that. Stay in my head where it cannot go wrong. And if, as time goes on, my dino love dies out, as you'd expect when it's extinct, I'd rather that we remain friends than become exes. But if, somehow... Against the odds, my dino love proves so colossal that it stands the test of time, perfectly preserved like a fossil. Then one day, when you've been left in ruins, I need someone to help excavate through them. It won't take an archaeological expert to point you towards me. And at that point, I will point out, you're like a brachiosaurus, because there's no one above you. Then I'll be able to look you in the eyes and say, (laughs)